I ain't never been the loudest in the room The higher the volume, the more imminent the doom Don't play yourself, kid, play the system The US government, the largest walking contradiction Listen, if you wanna see impossible, then look at me My DNA is cut exquisitely from the best of sheets If I'm lying, I'm flying, and I'm ten toes solid On the same soil that my grandfathers was walking Know your history Welcome, friend, to Quantum Theory, a podcast solely focused on amplifying Black and Indigenous voices. And that's facts. And that's true. And that's facts. Let's go get them. Has it been getting a little chilly for you? I feel like we're in that awkward stage of it's warm, but it's not. <laughs> oh, yes. It definitely has. Also, strangely enough, here in the Pacific Northwest, the PNW, like Northwest, uh, it's been sunny still. Uh, mm-hmm. yesterday I went out in shorts and a t-shirt and it was completely okay. Mm-hmm. Um, come, you know, dusk or whatever, it, it got chilly yet. It's actually kind of tripping me out. Cause I'm like, here we are, what the sixth day of October It was technically the fifth day yesterday. And it was mm-hmm. still like warm out. Uh, yeah. Which I'm like, Oh, it's kind of concerning. gosh it's kind of cold over here it's been raining here in va but today we have a little bit of sun so that's nice i'll probably try to get outside because i haven't been wanting to go anywhere this whole week for like the last four days because i made that long drive from idaho to here and so i took my time for what and i guess that's the last thing is that was was that the last thing we talked about um i can't remember the days have literally melted together for me i think so the past few weeks um, there's been no consistent sleep. Like it's just <laughs> there's day and there's night. But um, yeah, last week I made that long trip back. I tried to, like I said, take my time, which what was my promise, you know, or my verbal promise on yes. air, and I did the best I could. So you know, I it it takes about a day and a half to get here if you were obviously a robot driving just straight through. Yes, but yes, because it's like it forty into- hours. Yeah, exactly. It's like thir- literally like 39 okay. and something, but it's just okay, like, okay. if you obviously stop, you know, you take a few power naps. Like if you had to get here in two days, you can get here in two days, but I got here in four. So like I stopped and, you know, the first night I was like, I'm not going to rush it. I'm going to stop in Montana. I left like super late at like 1 PM in the afternoon, just drove until I felt like it got a hotel and you know, tracked a little bit further. And so I, the one place I did want to stop was Chicago just, just because, um, so that was cute. And then four days later I made it. So, um, so yeah. So after I got back, which was what Sunday, I haven't wanted to leave the house like Monday through Thursday. Like I was just like, I'm tired. (laughs) But I had so much work to do as well. Like I'm picking up new work and all this other stuff I have going on and I have to prep for. And so just, I think all of that was just exhaustion. So I'm like, I do not want to leave the house if I don't have to. I like went to go get some bagels and then I came right back. Yes, (laughs) necessities. In the house, but it's been cold. It has been a little bit rainy over here. The sun's popping through today. Day, so I'll probably get outside, go for a little walk, um, see the world, get out of this little, this, this, this space I'm in. <laughs> yes. but it's been good. It's been, it's been a good week, but 
but yeah, definitely a little chilly. I'm not excited for fall though. I don't like being too cold. I'm not, I'm not excited for winter. For it's sure. the winter. Cause you know, it's right after, you know, it's like, it's yeah. only going to get colder from here basically, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah. That's what I literally, I just was thinking about that probably like an hour ago. Cause I was like, I was going to meet up with one of my friends this for dinner. And I was like, Hmm, should I take the Metro? But I have to, you know, it's a little bit of a walk to the Metro. Or should I just drive? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm like, well, it is really cold. I'm like, Michaela, it's only going to get colder from here. <laughs> <laughs> You're like it is barely beginning. Buckle exactly. up. Don't be a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Mother nature's calling you go outside. But, um, yes. but yeah, so not too much going on. Whoa. Yeah, strangely, strangely, yeah, it's been really warm over here. Even so, I got back from Seattle just three days ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, And even over in Seattle, it was still really warm. Uh, The day that I left, it was kind of gray. And I could tell that there was like rain on the ground from like earlier, whether it was like earlier that evening or excuse me, earlier that morning or from the evening prior. Uh, Yeah. I low-key kind of like it when a place rains when I leave because it feels like the place is sad that I'm leaving. (laughs) (laughs) I said, oh, thank you. You know, I'm sad that I'm leaving too, girl. Uh, Because up until then, like, it was sunny. Like, every day. Yeah. Uh, And even now, I'm back. And as soon as I got over the pass, actually, I didn't even, like, get over the pass. I was, like, heading into the pass and the sun already hit. So then over in eastern Washington and and as it's been for the rest of the week or, you know, for the past few days over here, now I'm on the east side of the state. It's been mm-hmm. sunny and it's been warm. It's still like in the seventies, mm-hmm. uh, which is ridiculous because again, we're in October yet. It kind of, I mean, it makes sense because, you know, June, like the Juneteenth event, remember it was raining and how mm-hmm. cold it was. Mm-hmm. So like our spring went, well, I mean, technically that is still spring. Uh, yeah. Still like, it's the last two days of spring because the summer equinox is on what the 21st. So it's like, it makes sense that it's still warm now because the cold extended so far into the quote unquote summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the exact same time, it still kind of trips me out. You know, I'm like, um, yeah, the, the high for today is 80 degrees. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't have my phone next to me, you know, like match what up is to that? that, but I am a little bit degrees. jealous about it. What? What? Wait, let me see. Uh, so it's 67 right now, and then at 4 p.m., oh, yeah, the high is 80. Hits. That's funny, isn't that wild? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, I don't know. So, like, yes, I'm I'm grateful because it's like, well, uh, yeah, I'm grateful. Oh, yeah, remain in gratitude, Kellen. You can do it, Nate. Uh, because you know, sunlight, warmth, all of that. Yeah, at the exact same time, it's like, uh, uh, you know, it's like waiting for the other shoe to drop or like quote unquote calm before the storm, like. Yeah. What's on the other side of this, though? Because Mm -hmm. (laughs) this doesn't feel natural, normal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, weather. weather. How about uh, Chicago, though? You said you stopped there. What all did you do? I did. I mean... (laughs) I didn't really want to explain this because then you're going to be like, Michaela, that defeated the whole purpose of you. (laughs) So, well, first, okay, so I got there like on a Friday, Friday, like late, early evening. It was like five o'clock. So the sun was still out. Usually I drive through the sun. Like, I'm like, no, it's daylight. I'm still driving, you know, but I was trying to be calm and not just rush to my destination for no reason. So I was like, all right, I want to stop in Chicago. So 
you know, your girl had some travel points. And so I was like, well, I'm going to get me a nice little room since it's on hotels.com. So they're covering the bill. Because, you know, once you gather like 10 nights, they give you a free one. So I was like, I'm going to use this free one to my full extent. So I stayed at a beautiful hotel and I was like, all right, well, as soon as I get there, you know, I'm going to answer a few emails and then I'm going to go ahead and go out to dinner and then maybe find something to do after that. No, your girl was knocked like knocked out like <laughs> i answered some emails i went and got an overpriced cheeseburger and then took a shower and i was in bed like i was out and i was like okay well we still got tomorrow like i'm still gonna do as much as i can tomorrow and so i got up saturday morning well yeah it was about saturday morning and got me a nice little late checkout got ready and then i was like well i want to get some coffee so i went to like this cute little coffee shop um, I want to say it, it looked like it was a predominantly black neighborhood. So it was a cute little space, little funky little vibe. Um, got me a coffee and I was there for like hours. It was supposed to be like an in and out type of thing. Cause okay. I was like, okay, like go see Chicago. But I ended up staying at the coffee shop for like, I don't even know, maybe three hours, three, four hours. Got some work done. Um, some more work done. And then okay. I was like, all right, well, I got to go, you know, I got to have a Chicago style pizza while I'm here, even though I don't, I'm not, you know, I'm a New Yorker. So I like the, I like New York style pizza, but I was like, let me try a deep dish. I haven't found one that I love. So I was like, well, let me go see, you know, what it's all about. Cause my dad was like, you have to have a deep dish pizza. I was like, all right. And so I went and like looked up this pizza place and it was, I think it was called Pequod's pizza. Okay. Um, and so went down there and they were like packed. I was like, all right, I found the right place. <laughs> so I get in there and I was like, well, you know, it's just me. So, well, this it's crazy because there's two people in front of me and the place was packed. Like it was, flood, people were flooding through the door and the guy, like people in front of me, in front of me were just like, just two. And the host was like, okay. Um, and it was like four 30 or yeah, it's about 4 45. And they're like, okay, well, we, we can, you know, we can get you in at 9 30. They're like, PM. And they're just like, no. So I'm like, oh man. So like I was right behind them and I was like, okay, it's just me. Like, can I sit at the bar? They're like, oh yeah, come back in an hour. So I was like, all right, bet. So I like walked around Chicago a little bit, like on that street, because your girl already paid for expensive parking. So I was like, well, let me, you know, get like my parking Michigan money's street. worth. <laughs> I don't know what like where all the shops are. There know. weren't the very many shops though. So I was okay, like, well, okay. I'll just walk this street. And so then I found like a really cute hole in the wall place. It was kind of across the street from the pizza place. But like, I like walked up and went across and walked back. And so that's how I found it. And it was like, it was cute. I forgot what it was called, but it was like, they had no Wi-Fi. That was the whole point. Oh. They're like, no, we probably don't have Wi-Fi. So they have like board games and books and a cute bar. And like everybody's just with their little click of friends. And they have like, you know, um, like comfortable, like little couches or they have like farm table type things to play games. It was so cute. And so okay. I stayed in there for a couple hours and just kind of took that space in. And then, well, not a couple hours, I guess an hour, because I only had an hour. And so then um, after I left there, and I had an amazing drink. Like, I love Arnold Palmer's, and it was called okay. a lemoncello. It was, seemed so simple, but oh. it was so good. And yes. I was like, I make this at home. Anyway, <laughs> and then I'm, like, really giving you a breakdown. Probably because I, I live. Keep going. <laughs> and so then I, like, went to go get my pizza, and the pizza was amazing. Like, it was really good. 
Like it okay. was really good. I mean, I still have my pre- I still have my preferences, but it was really good. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so this is what Pizza Hut tries to do with this deep dish pizza. <laughs> like, mm. That was like my. I didn't even know they did one. Yeah, I always get. I like it at pizza. I mean, pizza pizza's pizza like American pizza is American pizza, but like, um, or like pizza chains, I guess. Yes. And so, I like the deep dish at pizza. I, that's like the only one that I get. But but yeah, so I got um. Ate my pizza. It was so good. And then I got in the car and I think it was like, what time was it? I think it was like 7.30 or something. I was like, man, I kind of want to stay. Why not? Should I just stay another night? And so I looked online to see, because I always check Eventbrite to see what's going on. Um, And so um, they had one of those headphone parties. It was like, yeah. And the whole thing was like- Like a silent disco? Yeah. It was like art. R&B versus trap soul or something. And I'm like, oh, this would be cute. But I'm like, girl, you don't, don't have nothing to wear. And so I was like, that's true. So I was like, let me just get on the road. So oh, that no. was like my only okay. day in Chicago, which, you know, I feel like I want, I would, I would definitely go back to do more. Mm-hmm. It was just me. Like my mind didn't know how to feel. Like it was tired. It was just passing through, but it wanted to have a good time. But at the same time, it was like, you had to be ready. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna keep going. But um, I like <laughs> the night before while I was eating eating my overpriced cheeseburger, I was like, let me go ahead and like mark off all the things I want to do tomorrow. And it was like, okay, you're gonna do morning yoga and you're gonna do like <laughs> go off. But anybody who knows me is like Michaela, don't go even plan off. for the morning. Like when you get up, <laughs> then you can start planning. <laughs> I will set out a whole agenda for myself and like not even do it. So. But yeah, so it was cool. So that's where I stopped. And then I made my way back, um, drove from Chicago to VA. And that was kind of it. But it was cute. I still really liked just being there and kind of seeing seeing Chicago from what I had seen of it. And Because I stopped through there before, but I, I never I was going to say, was that your first time? No, like, so when I moved here, I drove here from Idaho. And so me and my mom stopped because my mom came with me. Um, we stopped in Chicago for the night. But it was kind of the same thing. Like we got a nice hotel, we got up and had a meal and then we hit the road. So I don't know. It's just hard for me. Like that really was taking my time. Like it's hard for me to stop and do things. In my mind, I think about money and I think about time. Like when I want to get to a certain destination, I'm like, well, it's only going to cost me more money and more time. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I get real frugal that way, but it was cute. I, I was, I liked my little drive, but, um, but yeah, so that was Chicago. Okay. I I have not heard of Pequod's. Uh, I looked up the the place on Google and I was looking at the photos and now I'm just like incredibly hungry. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of looks like a little dive bar, but like I was sitting, when I was sitting there, it's just like people just kept coming in and kept coming. Like there was not a dead time. Like I yes. turned my head and like people were like gathered up by the host, the host station and the host is just like, you have a reservation? And they're like, no, like try to look confused. I'm like, don't you see all these people? Like, although I can't speak, like I came in with a reservation. <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah, it, it's a cute little place. The pizza was amazing. Um, but I went there on a Saturday. Who knows what it's like on a Tuesday, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same way. Right. But it was cool. Yeah. I definitely want to see more of Chicago. There was a lot of other things like I had on my list, but 
I slept in. That was my main thing. I'm like, get okay. rest because you're about, you've been driving. But there was a lot of other things that were going on. I think if I had like a full weekend, I would totally take advantage of that. Because like, I like seeing like black history in certain areas. And of course mm-hmm. they had a lot there as well, or little shops or black owned shops and businesses and stuff like that. So I would just take like a day or two to do that. But it's just like certain things are only open for so many hours. And yeah. you know, so one of these days I'll go back out to Chicago and just spend like the whole weekend and really get a feel for Chicago culture, I guess. Yeah. It's That's a fun cool. city for sure. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Bet. Uh, my college was like an hour and a half, like two hours away from Chicago. So we didn't go like hella, uh, cause still, you know, just like you said, time and money, uh, mm-hmm. and college students, you know, those aren't always the things that you have on deck. Uh, yeah, I did get to go to Chicago a good number of times, just like four things. And then plus, like, because it was so close to my school, like a lot of, or I had a good number of friends that lived in the Chicago area, you know? So then it was like, oh, we can go over, stay with them and see certain things or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's definitely a fun place to be. The uh, pizza place that I was talking about, Giordano's is the only one that I've done uh, with Deep Dish. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, just the deep dish experience. I'm sure like with Pequod's, uh, same thing where it's like that big old crust mm-hmm. and it's just like deliciousness stacked on deliciousness in the mm-hmm. center. I'm like, I have never experienced anything like that before <laughs> and I absolutely love it. So I'm glad you got to do it. And again, just looking at these photos from this place, I'm like, oh, my mouth is watering. Ah. <sighs> Because yes, uh, if you have never gotten a Chicago style deep dish in Chicago or like in the surrounding areas, I assume uh, it's definitely something to get into because. Yeah, I feel like you have to have one just to, if like if you're in the area, you have to have one. Like at first I was just like, all right, like whatever. But like now after eating it, I was like, <laughs> okay, cool. Like I'm glad I experienced this. Heck so yeah. it's like if you're in the area, it's like just do it just to say that you've done it, you know, yeah. but um. Also with Giordano's because it's similar. Well, at least uh, the, because it's a deep dish, it takes a longer time. So like the the pizzas take like 45 minutes to an hour to cook. So you can actually call ahead uh, and you can like order ahead, like your, your table and whatnot. So you're like, Oh, I actually want to order like a medium pepperoni, this um, and like set your reservation. So then when you show up, you only have like a 15 minute wait. Yeah. That makes sense. Right. Cause when uh, I was sitting there, I was like, Hmm, it's taking a little long. I'm like, Did yeah. you order? like, but it wasn't, it was, I don't think it was like an hour necessarily, but I would say a solid 30 minutes. Cause I just it got takes a, a while, one, but it was just, um, I was like, yeah, this, is, but it makes sense because of the crust and everything like mm-hmm. that. Cause yeah, yeah, it's like a two inch, like high crust, uh, which, ugh, I just love, you know, those crusts anyways, like pie crust, pizza pie yeah. crust. Uh, even like the corners on uh, a cake, like if you have like a homemade cake, I love the corner uh, or like a loaf of bread. I understood I like that. The heels. Why do people like the corners of things? Is it because oh. it's like crusty? <laughs> Basically, you know, it's, oh, okay. it's like, the extra, like, it's like just a little the extra on the, yeah. See, I'm different. I like the inside. You're like the center like, center. I'm someone who likes like the center of the cake, <laughs> the soft fry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's my mom, too. My mom is like the absolute center. 
She won't take yeah. anything from like the first couple slices. Like, no, you need to work your way in both this way and the other way. So that it's like know. the absolute center. <laughs> I feel like it's a flavor thing. I feel like the further you go out, the more you lose the flavor a little bit. Like, <laughs> I don't know. That's just my personal opinion. There's nothing wrong with it because we all have our preferences. But it's just like, I don't know. It's just, I'm like, oh I, it was never a problem giving up the corner of the king. It's just put it that way. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> I love it because I feel like it's exclusive. I'm like, at least within like a, a rectangular cake homemade, right? There's only four corners. Whereas like mm-hmm. you can get a lot of center pieces. Yeah. Um, yet there's only, there's only four, four corners, you yeah, know? I, so I'm like, so. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, ooh, give me one of those. It's the exclusive. Yeah. And then even the outer edge, like that's that's the secondary to it because it's like mm-hmm. one of the four sides of the square is like the crustier side. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you can get that corner where two sides are crusty, ooh. <laughs> Oh, it hits. I love it. Uh, I'm going to leave that one to you. <laughs> See, so we, uh, we go together. Like, so if y'all ever make this a cake, yang. know yes. that it's going to work out <laughs> in our favor. It is. <laughs> I'll take the entire border. Michaela will have the entire inside and we'll be so happy. You have uh, to be happy about a yin and yang like that. Like my little brother and sister, like my little brother likes just the cake. And then my little sister, oh no, it's the opposite. The he just, my little brother just likes the frosting and my okay. little sister likes just the cake. And so it's like <laughs> all my like auntie had to do is like break it in half. <laughs> like, here you go. And I'm half, like, half oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, you guys are so close, aren't you? <laughs> so you got to love a yin and yang. Oh, uh, right. It, it just works. That's And that's balance, y'all. That's, you mm-hmm. know, that's why a creator put people together. Yeah, uh, and put us yeah, on my- these uh on these uh sliding <laughs> spectrums of things. Uh, yes. What balance. is your favorite food, by the way? Ooh, do you have a favorite? I feel like as you get I, older, it becomes a harder and harder choice. <laughs> it, it does become a harder choice. I will say that, like in my times abroad, so like when I was like going back and forth to Asia, as soon as I came home, the first thing that I always wished for was Mexican food. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Uh, I mean, it's comfort food. I feel like that's always so the go-to favorites. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if it's like my favorite food ever. Yeah. I know that oftentimes when people are like, oh, like, like if I haven't gone out to a restaurant or whatever, or like if I've been somewhere and I come back and it's like Mexican food, you know, like, yeah. let's go. I'm always down for Mexican food. I always think like, okay, how, what, what can I eat? Like at any time, that's kind of how I think about it. Like, okay. or, you know, if I had to eat something every day. Or, you know, uh, each, like what, what, how that would be like my favorite food. But I always say first and foremost, anything grandma makes, like that's my on. favorite food. Like she can make fish, fish sticks. And I'm like, mm, grandma, <laughs> you put your foot in these fish sticks. Like, I don't know. It's just something about everything. And not that she, my grandma can cook y'all. Like don't, don't, I'm not yes, trying to, you yes. know, downplay that she can cook what I'm saying. Literally anything she makes is just amazing. But um, aside from that, I can do like Chinese and pasta all day, every day. Okay. Like I, that's, that, that's probably like the two go-tos. Yes. But, I'm a premier member at a local ramen place here in Spokane. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're like, okay. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I gotta think about that for a second. Yeah. It's <laughs> uh, so like uh, Japanese Ramen's ramen. Um, because I've gotten on Uber Eats so many times and ordered it. Mm-hmm. Low key, I got like a special notification from Uber Eats one time. It was like, you're in the top 5% of people who order from this restaurant. Tell mm-hmm. us why you value this place so much. That's so because funny. like I have ordered from it so many times. I was like, y'all don't have to call me out like that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I know I like this place. I know I've been here a lot. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
like let me know that I'm in the top five percent of people in the city. Wait a second now. I'm like, yeah, thank you for the exclusive. Yeah, also at the exact same time, not all the information has to be shared. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> jokes. I uh, see that. Yes, pho. Absolutely love pho. Um, yeah, and like and ramens. Uh, you know, so Vietnamese, Japanese. Uh, you know, I can do Chinese too. Uh, yet, yeah, noodles and like any like brothed noodle. I don't know if that's an actual way of saying things yet, you know, like yeah, noodles I and could, I mean, if anybody knows ramen and then that's completely elevated, you know what I'm saying? In multiple ways, I think <laughs> yeah. we get it. Yeah. I can do like rice, just period. I can eat okay. rice every single day of my life. Like seriously, Word? I can have it for breakfast. Lunch. Like I love rice. Like okay, I love well, rice. I guess you're like <laughs> in the majority of the world, you know, cause like everywhere else, rice is like a staple and like so many parts mm-hmm. of it. But the thing is, I love white rice. And that's what okay. confuses people. <laughs> but like, I love it. Like, I love it. I love the long grain jasmine rice. Like, I love yes. rice. It's like, it's so versatile. You can eat it with anything. You can add anything. Or you can just eat it on its own. Like, I love white rice. But like, Come aside on. from that, like, I love, like, the Spanish. Like, I love the yellow rice. Those are, like, my two mm-hmm. favorite rices. The Vigoro. Mm. But yeah, those, I love rice. <laughs> <laughs> so that, and then also so like Hawaiian food, Chinese, anything with Ooh. rice, I can Ooh. eat like yes. every day. Yes. And, like, and you can always make a meal out of rice. Like, okay, you got some leftover meat, boom, you got some rice, put them things together. You got a whole, you know, that meal is gonna bang. Like no matter yes. what you have, you could put it with some rice. It's yes. gonna be good. And but, it takes like a pinch of rice to make like an entire like thing. Seriously, too. I love rice. But um Another thing I would probably say, like something I like that's like really good. I really love Matsubi, like spam Matsubi. Have you ever had oh, one? Okay. It's super simple. It's just really rice, spam, and seaweed, which doesn't sound yeah, appetizing, like but it's so in, like, good. A little roll. Yeah, it's wrapped in yeah. the seaweed, but I can yeah. eat those every day. And I found a place here in Virginia. I was took I took my nephew to the mall, and it was called Super Size Masubi. I was like, what? I read it, and my body just turned. Like it just went right inside. <laughs> ready. And they have so many different types of masubi. And so it's like you have some with like, you know, some shrimp with some sauce or you got some like with just the spam. You got some with eggs. I was just like this place, you know, I need one next door. But but yeah, now we got off track. I just Right. Hawaiian food, though. Yeah, definitely Hawaiian Hawaiian food. food. I can always go for some Hawaiian food Mm -hmm. forever and a day. I was low key at when I was over in Seattle, I got to go to an Oktoberfest like day festival with my friends. we're basically it's just like a bunch of like different beers and ciders and i don't know how many varieties they had just tons and they give you like a little punch card and you go around you can get your drinks right so like i'm not drinking yet at the exact same time i still went with my friends because i was like i'm down to kick it outdoor festival mm-hmm. in the sun um and uh they had a dj that was in the space playing uh so it was you know just like dope vibes or whatever anyways uh sauerkraut bratwurst pretzels you know mm-hmm. all the like october fest style what what's the culture i guess i, I don't even know like normally mm, uh, <laughs> somewhere over there in europe right yeah um, <laughs> where they where they do that stuff and people were in like their later hosen and i don't mm-hmm. know what the things are called you know the those things and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah those, judgment, exactly I mean, them them mm-hmm. things yeah so very yeah. much that however they had a food truck a hawaiian food truck tucked in that's the corner really random but that's and cool I, it was so random yet it was so <laughs> on point i said thank you so much and you could just smell the like teriyaki chicken like wafting out of there 
Oh, mm-hmm. it was so good. Uh, so yeah, I got like a, a teriyaki chicken plate with, yeah, with my scoop of rice, my mac salad. I mm-hmm. got like one of those like Hawaiian drinks, like uh, the little punch things, like the little like juice, like a guava juice that they have in a can. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, that's, those are so good. The next you know? Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Yes. yes. And then I also got, uh, what's um, like a little poke bowl mm-hmm. uh, to go Latina. with it. Oh my gosh. It was, uh, it was a long time. I said, I'm getting you. so hungry. I haven't ate yet. So this is why the passion is coming through my voice when it comes to the food right now. But that sounds so amazing. Yeah, I was so torn because even like the Kahlua pork. Oh, you okay. Round you. Not out here. No. I mean, oh my gosh. I found like, I think there are a few, I haven't been to them, but I mean, just being, you know, near DC and the DM, just the whole DMV. It's like, there are a ton of restaurants, but when mm-hmm. it comes like in, in every Avenue. So of course you have your Mexican, you have your soul food, you have, you know, you have, you have all these options, but when it comes to Hawaiian, they're very skim. And okay. so I've, I haven't been to Hawaiian place out here yet. I mean, it makes sense like proximity wise. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. One thing that was new to me when I first got here was Salvadorian food. So, okay. I mean, I'm not trying to be stereotypical. I had no idea. I just came over here. I'm like, oh, I want some tacos. Let me go get some Mexican food. I was like, this ain't Mexican. I was like, this is yes. Salvadorian. But it was cool you. at the same time because I was like, huh. Like I never had Salvadorian and it was really good. But it was just like I expected Mexican when I walked into the place yes. and I was like oh what is this and I was like oh Salvadorians but that was like when I first moved here like okay a week after I was like okay I want to go to this Mexican place but it was Salvadorian so I was like oh okay so then that was really cool because everybody was like have you had a pupusa I was like no it's pupusa oh, yeah. so, like, yes. so now you know I'm getting my feet wet in a lot of different foods and um not that I haven't already like I, I love your girl likes to eat this is no secret but um <laughs> you know I'm trying new things as well so it's been good for, well my for- time in New York City it, it was strange for me actually getting used to the Mexican food over there it was like boutique Mexican food and very different mm-hmm. from like southwest and or just west coast Mexican food is like a completely different spin still bomb you know mm-hmm. like it's still delicious in its ways yet completely different and I was like oh I guess it kind of makes sense you know yeah. like being up in like the northeast of the country mm-hmm. uh yeah it is strange like how even just like regionally the food expression changes oh for uh, sure yet the opportunities dope because yeah then another thing that I opened my eyes kind of like you with that Salvadoran it was like me and Dominican food uh, like being up in like Dominican areas mm. and just like, oh my gosh. I was like, oh, I just chills <laughs> thinking about the food. Um, and one last one to add to my to list. Oh, my bad. Oh, you oh no, I'm just, I, no, I'm trying to think if I've really, I mean, nothing stands out to me now, but I don't know if I've really had like straight up Dominican food. Like I've had Puerto Rican food, you know, but Dominican food, I can't think of anything in particular that I like had like, I got to put that on. I mean, yeah, just, it just means that I'm going to go spend more money on food, but like, I'm going to add that to my list. To see if I, can find it. I love Cuban. We have a really good Cuban restaurant out here. Shout out to my friend Ali because she put me onto it. But gosh, the Cubans great out here. But yeah, I've had Puerto Rican. Your girl loves a plantain. Like I can eat plantains exactly. for breakfast, Which lunch and dinner. I have some in my Dominican fridge right now. Too. Like, come on. I love plantains. Yes. But, um, Dominican. I haven't had, I don't think I've had Dominican yet. Okay. Um, and speaking of plantains, uh, and one that I can never, ever, ever gloss over and forget, um, just like any type of Caribbean food, mm-hmm. uh, like bomb down, like always, 
just like the flavors. Ah, oh, I can't take it. Mm-hmm. Um, my cousins actually, when I was over in Seattle, they invited me uh, to a Caribbean spot and I wasn't able to go. And I was so disappointed because I was like, just the food alone. Like, of course the company and like catching up with family. Uh, yeah. yeah. I was like the food alone. I was like, it has been so long since I've had Caribbean food. Uh, mm-hmm. and it always, always hits. It's well, I don't want to say always because it depends on the restaurant yet. Yeah, like just the cuisine itself lends mm-hmm. to being a great experience. Uh, yes. so yeah, actually that's another one on my list without a doubt. Yeah. You can't go wrong. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I remember when I, I got to add DR to the list. I've been to Puerto Rico, but when I was there, I was like, Oh, I'm eating all the foods when I get there. And so like, I, I my aunt still laughs at me because I went with her and she was just like, I still can't get over how you ordered plantains with every single dish we ate from breakfast to dinner. Got and I'm to. like, you can't believe it. Like, what? <laughs> so you witnessed Why? it. What's wrong? Like, <laughs> it's not a lie. Saw it. Uh, this was reality. I'm playing. But I really love, I think my favorite was just like the steak and onion. It's, we would, I guess, call it more so. Well, I wouldn't, well, yeah, I would say it's kind of like cube steak and onions is really, okay. really good. But, um, and I got this coquito. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I was like, well, I'm going to get this, you know. So I bought one little bottle. It was like from this little shop. And I was like, I've mm-hmm. always wanted to try Coquito, but I never had to, had a chance to. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get one and I'll drink. And I'll just keep it on the shelf or keep it in the fridge so I'm ready to like, you know, have a moment, a me moment. It's not something <laughs> you can just be drinking to just be like, you know, you sipping some water or something like yes, that. So yes. I was like, all right. So I, I like, you know, a couple a few weeks later, I was like, all right, I'm chilling. I'm going to take the rest of the night off. I'm about to put on a good movie cracked open that coquito i was like lord somebody come get their grandma out of this bottle it was so good i swear the way it just rolled through my body it was a whole experience i was like but that hit me real quick and it was like a little tiny bottle that's the thing is i wasn't even halfway through i was like whoo that's how you know but it was so it was creamy it had all the flavor the cinnamon all of it all of it and i was like oh i'm gonna come back for some of this but it was so good it was so good so we're putting you all on to game right now when it comes to the foods we're dropping all the resources all the plugs make sure you got some Dominican food or find a restaurant some Hawaiian oh. you know get that poke bowl you know uh. coquito some plantains <laughs> like we're hooking yep. you up <laughs> all that all that uh. oh man the food but then now yes. when you're talking about soul food now that's a whole other category in itself yes. to where like I love me some turkey legs like I can eat turkey legs like my grandma knows like when she's really trying to make me happy it's like oh Michaela likes some turkey legs I'm gonna make some turkey like I love turkey legs with like gravy Mm. but when you think about soul food and a lot of these foods you think about where they really originated from like they're everybody's favorites right now and you know go-tos and you know when it comes to it's crazy like there what movie ah there's a show on Netflix yes we talked about it I don't think we did um Oh, what is it called? Oh, it's is it a Spanish? movie or is it a documentary? Oh, it's a show. It's a show. It's oh, okay. A show. Then, no, then we did it. Um, <clears throat> now I want to find it. Gentrify? I don't know. Uh, it's like a fun, it's a funny film okay. or a funny um, show. That sounds um, familiar. Gentra something. I'll look. I'm going to let you find it. <laughs> right. But um, it's a really good show and it ha- kind of basically has like Eek. this family, this Mexican family. I think they're Mexican because they're Gentrification? I think that must be what it's called. It's a show and it's a comedy. Or Hentified? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hentified. That's what it's called. Okay. And so they um 
so it's like this family, they have this restaurant and then also they blow up because all the white people start coming to their neighborhood to, to order their, okay. their foods. And so it's the same thing today to where it's like, I think we even talked about this to where it's like, okay, going to Harlem 10 years ago and going to Harlem today is two completely mm-hmm. different, you know, scenarios. Cause now you see white people going to all these different restaurants and shops and stuff like that. But it's crazy to think about, okay, how the, how, why did you fall in love with these foods in the first place? You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like, we, they they've all been birthed out of struggle, you know? Yep. Like, especially with soul, soul food, like we were given the scraps and then we had to do the best we can with what we had. You High know? on the hog. That's the one that I was thinking. Oh, of. yeah, yeah. That's a good one. That's, that's a great one. That that's we, a great that's one that we talked about. Yeah. Which yes. kind of touches on what you're what you're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. Go or watch not, that one it, it doesn't kind of touch. It definitely dives into yeah. what you're touching on right now. It's a, that one's a great documentary. But um, but yeah, and just seeing where a lot of all these foods come from, it's like we're handed the scraps, and you know, we that's why our food is seasoned. Because why? Because of colonization. You know what I'm saying? Like, and the same thing when I think about Mexico, it's like they didn't have good water, but yet they have like fruit water and stuff like all these other things that slap. You know, when you're down there, yeah. so it's just like there's a lot of things. You know, when you look at their origins and where they actually come from, it's like, you know, this is why, you know, but um, yeah, soul food specifically, you can never go wrong with soul food. Like, I love soul food. Now they got vegan yes. soul food, like a whole other game changer. Like, <laughs> but, yes. but yeah, and, and I think that's the part, that's what makes food like an experience for me. Like, I don't just go sit down and I can eat anything and just get up and leave. Like every time I eat something at a restaurant, it's like, it's an experience. Cause you, th- I literally think about, okay, well, why is this? you know, something that's a staple or, you know, who's preparing it or how it was prepared and all that stuff. It's like, I'm really, I'm really into, I'm a nerd about that kind of thing. Mm. Um, But yeah, food. (laughs) Uh, Well, I definitely. Fry bread too. That's what I meant to bring up too. My bad. Which one? (laughs) It just hit me. I'm just saying fry bread is the same way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. When you're going into the thing. And I do like, some, yes. I feel like some people really feel as though this is like a traditional food. I'm like, no, it's the colonized food. Like we were handed commods yeah. and this is what we made, or we were, we were handed flour and this is what we made. Um, probably before, I guess it would be, would it be before, it would be for, before commods, but the original commods, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. fry bread and then tacos that, you know, that's, that's a colonized food. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good, but it's like understanding where it came from, you know, yeah. adds value to what you're eating in a sense. Flour, salt, lard. Yeah, we didn't have all of that before colonization. You know, yeah, these are the literal scraps. Uh, I'm trying to remember what it's called. Rations. Uh, So yeah, Mm pre-commodity, which I guess commodities are still rations. It's the longer name. Um, Yeah, yeah. The literal rations that were handed out. And then it's just like, make what you can out of it. Uh, Which again, yeah, it's... You know, when you think of land back, it's like, again, our subsistence or like uh, our existence was subsistence with the nature and and, and everything. You know, um, that's why within our home territories, we had many different uh, campsites to go throughout the year. You know, we knew at which point to follow which animals or to go to which places to gather, you know, do all these things to work in harmony. And so that's like our food pathway, right, is a, a mobile thing that goes in a cycle in a circle just like a year does it goes in a cycle in a circle and so then when it gets down to what Michaela's saying colonization and then being restricted to a certain specific plot of land it's already cutting off your food 
you know, cause it's like, no, I go here for this at that time. I go there for this at the other time, the fish are going to come here at this time. So we go over there, you know, this happens over here. So we go over here to get that. Uh, it's, it's literally, you know, like cutting somebody off from their grocery store, you know, or from, mm-hmm. uh, and, and more than just the grocery store, you know, it's, it's, it's church. It's, it's, it's all the things mixed into one. Uh, and so, yeah. And then that was like, you know, one of the big shocks out in, it still is today yet, you know, like, especially for the people who like live that life, of course, you know, we live a very modern, you know, we walk on colonized territory. We live that very modern life yet, you know, can you imagine being like, this is that way that we've lived forever. Now you just want to come in and be like, no, actually you need to sit still. Um, and actually we're just going to give you these couple ingredients and mm-hmm. you have to cook these things and, and make it work for yourself. And it's like, what, what are you talking about? You know, yeah. Uh, like literally, how are we going to survive? Like, oh, you're, you're literally going to dam up this waterway where like, not only does the water like feed out into other things yet, like the food comes and goes through here. What are you talking about? Like you're literally cutting us off. Um, so yeah, it, it's crazy how much is birthed out of struggle uh, mm-hmm. or you, you, these, uh, challenges. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, we're still fighting for our food, you know, it yes. shouldn't even be the case when it comes to our salmon. Like it's a lot, it's a lot goes into, goes into food and that nourishment and who we are and where we come from. And like, yeah, just stating when we do say land back, there's so much more than just land. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. everything that is included into that and how we, how we are as a people, it all derives from the land. Just as Kevin was saying. So, you know, and then even, uh, you know, like you hear all the stories of like, uh, of like black farmers and whatnot too, you know, mm-hmm. who like, uh, grew up, um, having to be a part of, you know, like the entire like share crop system where it's basically, you're just working under somebody else. You know, it's, it's the same thing as like, you know, our native side, it's like, oh, this is your land, except it all really does belong to us. You're just yeah. on it and you get to like rent it, even though it's yours. Same mm-hmm. thing, you know, with like sharecropping and, and and you hear the struggles of like people who have like farmed for generations and who like worked their way off out of like sharecropping into owning their own land yet even we're still denied because of like the you know the policy and, and and the systems that are rooted in racism and making sure to uh exclude certain people from prosperity and so like even those food pathways for, you know, people who have been, who have had connection and, and uh, with, with soil and, and, and creating uh, and also like communal and, or like family living, you know, where it's like, yeah, my, my granddad was over here. My dad is over here. You know, we tilled these soils forever. We, we made our own crops. We all came together, you know, uh, the moms, aunties, grandmas were in the kitchen kitchen cooking these things you know we Mm -hmm. we had our our livestock as well where it's it's very like you know self-promoted and and sustainable subsistence uh yet again those pathways um being limited and or you know our people being directly excluded from them uh Mm -hmm. you know so land back in in more ways than one yeah, you know, not to like generalize land back in itself yet, you know, it, it extends out into so much more is basically my point. Um, yeah, just wild to think. Oh, I was muted. 
<laughs> uh, yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah, it's a very frustrating, frustrating things. People don't understand that we know which people we're talking about, but it's just like they don't understand how much, especially with native, well, with both sides. I mean, there's mm-hmm. so many commonalities between black and native peoples. Mm-hmm. How much was taken away from us, and how we survived, and how our people thrived. You know, as a people before before them. So it's a lot. It's a lot. Heck I'm yeah. actually reading this book, um, Self-Care for Black Women, which I think I actually brought up, finally started it. So Okay, boom. <laughs> brought up I did previous see, I episode. did see a, a photo on your on your story the other on day. My story. Yeah. I like to post what books I'm reading, you know, just in case anybody because there are people that pay attention. I never thought I didn't think that. I'm like, <laughs> let me just post this for myself. That way, you know, it's a something that I, you know, have to stick to or whatever or remember. And people are like, oh no, we really keep up with these, these highlights. <laughs> I actually yeah. I posted the book in someone comments all right well you're about to break out the highlighter the break the highlighter is about to come out any minute now and i was like yes it is because <laughs> i always highlight things that yes. stick out to me and then i post it anyway i got this book and it was just like you know every page is just hitting you know which was kind of sad because i'm like it's a they give you 150 tips for self-care and i'm like all of these like points and these tips really resonate with me, which clearly I need more self-care. And so, but anyway, after reading like the first few pages, like it'll break down, um, of course the introduction of just the book and the whole reason for it, but then it also, you know, breaks down what self-care is, what that looks like to us as black women. And as I'm reading it, I'm like, man, this is like all the same for native women as well. And just, you know, basically, gosh, I should grab it. But it basically, it just talks about everything that we've had to go through is included into why we need radical self-care, like from, from colonization. It's like, you're a woman, you're a person of color, but you're a woman also, and you're being told how to, how to act, but yet you've still dealing with through some of these traumas that, you know, your people are facing. So it's just a lot. It's all of that in one. Um, But it also talks about how, like, we naturally, you know, respond to certain things because of colonization and because the way, you know, our parents were raised and just understanding that our parents were only doing the best they could with what they had. And one of the things that really hit for me, you know, now I'm kind of going in another direction, but the whole point of me basically bringing up the book is just stating how a lot of, you know, as we talk about land back and, you know, 40 acres and a mule type things, it's just like all of that, you know, matters and comes into our lives today like those things are still a part of us and why we lack in a lot of areas that should be put on the forefront for our happiness and mental health and whatnot all of that is within us like everything that we're fighting for is what is also tearing us down inside like we have to live with that and then raise the next generation at the same time but yet care for the generation before us at the same time which is everything we want to be doing but all of that is included into our day-to-day lives and how we, how we operate. Yeah. But yeah. So moving aside from that, what direction was I going from there? I'll figure it out. But anyway, it's, it's a really good book. And um, I highly suggest it even for like native women, because there's, it's just so much that hits with us as well. And I'm like, man, if only I could just alter a few things and then release a book for us, you know, and Mm. that would be, cause it's like, it's so, 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 needed within, I feel like within our native communities, but, um, oh, that's where I was going was basically it explained how <laughs> I found it. Yeah. <laughs> but, I was, I was I like, wanted, I, was, I wanted you to get it. I was like, I was praying. I was like, 
Hopefully she gets back there. Okay, go. <laughs> well, I was trying to relate it to what we were talking about without getting too far off track before yeah, I yeah. Stuck, stuck my toe over there. I was like, well, let me you know, <laughs> close this out of why I even brought it up. But yeah, and so one of the things it said was like, you know, maybe you didn't see the people, those before you practice self-care. Like maybe I didn't see my mom or my grandmother or my, you know, you know, it's, it's a domino effect. Like maybe, you know, my grandmother didn't see her grandmother or her mother. Maybe my mom didn't see her mother or her grandmother, you know, and it just becomes this chain, but it's because they just, they, they were doing the best they could, especially with, within the society that they were brought up in. You know, you don't think self-care immediately, you know, when you have kids in, you know, a racial country, you know, so to speak. Yeah. So it's just like, that was one of the things that stuck out to me. It was like, man, growing up and I love my mom and I love my, all the women in my family because they just, they did it. No questions asked. They just did what they had to do. And it was one of those things where I was reading and I was just like, man, I haven't seen my mom practice. Like there's nothing I could go back to as a child, you know, in seeing or thinking or remembering my mom going to have, you know, a self-care day or doing things that she wants to do for her or even buying something that she wants to buy for her. Like she never, if she sees, she'd be like, oh, these pair, these pants are nice. And then she wouldn't get them. Like she'll just put them back on the rack and she'll find something that me and my sister need. Like I've never seen her do something for herself growing up. And I'm like, man, but, and you know, but it's not a, a bad thing. It's something, you know, I wouldn't be, <clears throat> who I am without my mother, you know, but I also just, but I can't blame her for anything or blame her for my lack of self-care by any means, because, you know, without her, there wouldn't, I wouldn't even be having this realization. Like I wouldn't have such a deep respect for my mother and I wouldn't be such a hard worker that I am. But now, you know, I realize that's something that has to shift, especially just being, you know, we're further along in our country. Are we, we you know, that, and that's debatable, but, you know, when, <laughs> yeah. but we're, to yeah. where, you know, when I have kids, I need to somehow allow my children to show, to, I need to show them what self-care looks like and putting your mental health first looks like, you know, finding yeah. ways to do that. You know, unfortunately it's like those before us didn't really have as much of that chance, you know? So I feel like now it's up to me to do that for, you know, my kids eventually, but that was just something that really stuck out to me. And I'm like, man, I'm like, that's so true. And that's just, that's just what us women of color have to, I've had to deal with and why we, why we need self-care as well at the same time, you know? So it's a really good book. Um, I'll probably buy some for the little free library, but I really just encourage people to, to read it and find ways to read. Like it's, it's super relatable to the native women as well. Again, if I could switch it up personally, just to, you know, you know, swap slavery for genocide or whatever, for certain, certain tribes, I totally would. Mm -hmm. But um, it's, it's, it's a really, I'm not even far <laughs> in one sitting. I kept look, like turning the page and turning the page because it's so relatable. Um, but it's something that we need for sure is radical self-care, but yeah. So again, just tying all of this together again, it's just like, all of that is really on our shoulders. So we're fighting for more than just land. We're fighting for, you know, future generations and how we operate and navigate and what we take on and what's sitting on our shoulders and what shouldn't be sitting on our shoulders, you know, things like that. So. So yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, oh, thank you for sharing that. And yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for you to, you know, as you keep going in, in the journey of like the book and, and finding mm-hmm. more and more. Cause it's it's always beautiful when you do uh get those texts or um shows 
podcasts or whatever that really like add to your perspective and really just mm-hmm. like help you through uh, some of the things that we don't even often always think to to approach right off yeah. top, you know? Yeah, then yeah. you come into contact with some a resource like that and then it's just like, and it changes mm. things, you know? And that's the thing is there are resources. It's like mm-hmm. every book I, it's like they always say to have a mentor, have a therapist or have someone that can guide you and everyone wants to do it. But yet there's so many resources, you know, you can rather than paying a hundred dollars a session, you can pay $13.95 for this book that has even more information that you even need that you'd even get from a session. So every book that I read, you know, they're my mentors. They're the, prof- they're, they're the professionals. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I really do the work when I'm reading a book. If they ask me a question, okay, I want to write my answer down. So that way I get the full, you know, experience of what they're trying to tell me. So it's like books really are your mentors, you know, and it doesn't have to be a physical book if that's not your thing. Like, put on, we all got to drive somewhere or we're all walking somewhere. We all have a phone with the speaker, like get the audiobook. you know, listen to 20 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day, whatever. And I guarantee you'll get something out of it. If it drew you, you know, if it, if it drew you to that, you know, to that specific book, if you're drawn to that book, you, most of the time you'll get something out of it. But, but yeah, so I, I was reading this book on, I'm still reading it, this book on about boundaries, about Nedra with Nedra Tawab. Um, that book's amazing as well. But we all pick up different books for different reasons at different times. And I'm in a place right now, which I can honest, like, I'll be completely honest because it just comes, comes with the territory with entrepreneurism and just being a being um, is just, I just start felt, I felt like my happiness was slipping a little bit to where it was just, I'm overloaded to where it was just like, I got up and I knew that I had, I didn't, I wasn't going to have time for myself that day. <laughs> like I had to get mm-hmm. things done. I have to go into this meeting. So I've just felt, or been in a place to where I'm a little overwhelmed, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I felt like I'm just, I haven't lost myself, but I felt like, you know, a little bit of myself was slipping through my fingers. And so, and I, and I know why, and it's because I'm not, you know, I'm not, practicing forms of self-care the way I need to. I need to start doing things on a daily basis for myself, but you know, I'm lost in the soft sport, so to speak, when it comes to work. So that's why I picked up the book. I'm like, it's time for me to read this. Like it's, it's really time. Like I feel like with me specifically, it's like, there's things I know I want to do. There's things that I, you know, I know that will bring me joy, but I keep pushing it off because I'm like, Oh, well, I'll get there. I'll get there. But then I think of times to where it's like, okay, well, how far are you going to push it off to where you're pushed too far and now you can't even do what you wanted to do? You know, so it's like sometimes I mentally have to catch myself, like stop pushing it off or you're going to get pushed into a situation that you don't want to be in and you're forced mm-hmm. to do it that way. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. I'm trying to kind of really just figure out how to put myself first, get back into my, you know, get back into my joy bag and um, really just enjoy what I'm doing. Because I mean, I love what I do. I love to get up. And, you know, work doesn't feel like work. I love to be, you know, I love what I'm doing, but it's very normal just because you feel unmotivated or just because you feel overwhelmed. It doesn't mean that you're not grateful for your life or grateful for your work. You know, it's a very normal feeling. But if you feel like it's starting to slip with me, I feel feel like it's starting to slip. Um, You got to find ways to kind of catch yourself. And one of the things that I read in my book about boundaries, it was just like, if you don't have time to do the things that you want to do, you don't have, um, 
you don't have the correct boundaries. Like if you can't, if you don't have time to do the things that you specifically want to do, you have boundary issues. Like you have time management boundary issues. Like you mm-hmm. need to, you know, you, you, you don't have good boundaries there. You don't have healthy boundaries if you're not doing yeah. something that brings you joy. So, um, you know, like I, like I was saying, you all need, you, you need, need things at different times and different books at different times. And so right now I'm kind of going through that process of just trying to get back to me a little bit, just a little mm-hmm. bit so I can, you know, express my best self with everything that I do. So those two books have been a game changer for me, at least right now. So I always, always want to put someone else on while, you know, if I, if something works for me, but, um, mm-hmm. But yeah. <laughs> yes. It's beautiful. Good books. Good books. Good books. Yeah. Uh not self-help related yet. Uh for me, I've been doing um like family history reading lately. Mm-hmm. Uh and that's been really helpful. Or it's not even helpful. It's just been cool. Um and also heartbreaking. Um, oh, probably, you know, exactly. Uh, the, uh, other day was doing like a deep dive into my family members, uh, who spent time at, uh, the Carlisle Indian industrial school. Mm-hmm. That um, sounds familiar. And, uh, let me see. Well, boarding school. Yeah. I think like the yeah, Carlisle Indian Industrial School, like literally what it was called. Um, yeah, just because I've had so... Uh, sorry, I just saw... I Googled it and then I saw something. And I was like, this school was the model for a nationwide system of boarding schools intended to assimilate American Indians into mainstream culture. Over 10,000 indigenous children attended the school between 1879 and 1918. Despite idealistic beginnings, the school left left a mixed and lasting legacy, creating opportunity for some students and conflicted identities for others. And then it says in the cemetery, there are this many graves of students who died um, at Carlisle. Um, anyways, so I, I, I know, I've known that I've had family that, spent time there. Uh, and, and I found, I've found out in really weird ways, uh, that have been like jarring for me just to be like, Oh my gosh, like, I didn't know that, you know, this older relative of mine went through this. Anyways, I went through like the, uh, Carlisle database the other day and they actually have it like split up by tribe and you can access like the students reports and records and intake files Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And so I went and I looked up like a, a lot of my relatives and I found like their reports and, and even saw like their intake papers or, you know, the their disciplinary papers. Uh, and they're like 40 page documents for some people that you can get. Um, some are just like a, a screenshot of like one document yet. It is just is powerful stuff, and just to like sit there and read through it, and then to see some of the images even associated, mm-hmm. you know, where they have like the student photos. Um, and there's this one section that I started to read, and I was like, oh, I can only do so much of this because uh, uh, it was specifically for uh, Nesper students who were there. Yet they asked for their like ratings and reviews. Um, mm where basically each person was asked 
to give their like their update on how Carlisle helped them and this and that. Uh, and it was just like so sad reading through. I only read through a few of the letters. Um, yeah, just like, you know, diving into that history. Uh, mm-hmm. And it really goes to show like what you were talking about at the top of like your book thing, where it's just like, you know, the this is what people were coming out of or literally processing through while mm-hmm. also, you know, parenting the next generation uh you know so when you talk about like the importance or the 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 basic like non-existence of self-care in these times you know Mm -hmm. like you know here we are now standing again on the shoulders of giants where you know we do have access to have or we have the capacity to have these conversations or to have these resources on deck that Mm -hmm. you know that show it to us right off the top being like look girl like yeah yes all of these things aren't imagined this is the actual reality that you are living in and that's why you know this has not been prioritized that's why self-care your 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 uh uh maintenance of of your spiritual health and well-being has not been prioritized because of these things you know so yeah this was like you know for me on the other side of that conversation um like the direct examples of it where it's just like oh my gosh um and i've also found some my i was at my grandparents last month like i was saying for their 50th wedding anniversary and we we're looking for uh photos from their wedding anyways uh there's a couple boxes uh that i found of like family history papers and i found like this whole binder of like my great great grandfather's writings and my great grandmother like talking about her life oh wow uh, and yeah and like they're handwritten you know in that old style script that really mm-hmm. like windy cursive yeah. that's hard to decipher <laughs> yeah um yeah and and i i just sat there and i i read like i don't know how many pages uh and i was just like oh my gosh there's so much more here to read about uh, and just from like the little bits, it was just like, you know, just like this big flood of emotion and knowledge and understanding where it's just like, dang, this is the life that you were like, that you lived. Mm-hmm. Uh, these were, these were the things that you were begging for and you're not even begging for, but yet petitioning for fighting for, you know, like my great, great grandfather was literally writing, um, us Senate and, 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 uh, the president and vice president, he, he actually met the vice president, uh, Curtis. Um, I forget Curtis's first name. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, like in, in, in doing what we're doing to this day, Charles Curtis, um, you know, fighting for, <laughs> for our land, for our people and, and for the betterment of things, you know, for, Hey, look at us. Um, we are, we're trying to get through uh you guys yeah. have really fucked us over uh mm-hmm. and we're just asking for a little bit of help here uh and it's gone on for generations and and just to see it and and the additional frustrating thing that i find for myself personally is that the same great great grandfather um sam lot many wounds uh Tassin, um has writings that are housed at washington state university uh, writings and, and other uh, photographs and whatnot. Yeah, uh, they have a big collection. They have a yes, huge collection, mm-hmm. and and it's not just him. It's it's other uh, Nesper scholars, literary, 
geniuses, genii, nay, uh, and uh, uh, and contributors to to our to our histories. Um, and it's like, ah, I want access so bad, you know, because it's just like all that knowledge uh, that that is there. And again, another example of us being withheld from something that's literally housed on our very homelands, mm-hmm. um, and you know, is the knowledge of our people. Uh, which sorry to like tailspin out now a little bit. Yeah. I, did I mention that I got to go see a play where we belong last week or. Yeah. You didn't talk week? about it. I think that was our, okay. I'm pretty sure that was our last episode. I should, okay. I should know this, but um, <laughs> we talked about me leaving and we talked about you um, going to your play and just taking the night off. I'm okay. Sure that was the last, the last Okay. One. Yes. Yeah. That sounds familiar. We didn't get yes. a recap yet. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I got to see the play, which mind blowing. Um, Madeline uh, Sayet, Sayet uh, Mohegan. Uh, it was it was brilliant. Uh, anyways, I was like shedding tears at different parts of the of the show just because of like the reality of it. You know, at one point, uh, she discusses like going abroad and being like the only native anywhere, and then she found something from home um, in this like foreign country and. Like when she said that, like, I, I, I'm getting chills again, thinking about it now, you know, like, you know, being completely away from home and then having a piece of home show up in that place, just like how grounding and centering and validating that is, you know, in life, because how, how connected we are to our home territories, you know, and we both, I assume, feel that, you know, being these satellite characters where it's like, we do so much, um, fighting and and hope for progress for our home territories that we also are detached from our home territory, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and so then when you get like, like you talked about that one time with like um, uh, Mike Zabota coming over and like showing you things like in the area where you're mm-hmm. like, dang, I didn't even know these Nimi put things were over here, you know? And like mm-hmm. how it just like emboldens you and it enriches you and it helps like, you know, mm-hmm. strengthen you from a, a place that's kind of indescribable. So that was really cool. And then also, um, a lot of discussion about uh, language loss uh, and how like, you know, this person is communicating through English yet their, their native language is basically, you know, decimated. Like they don't have fluent speakers anymore. They have recordings and and writings and they're working to revitalize and restore it. Mm -hmm. Yet how, um, you know, like Dartmouth College was funded off of uh, money for Native students. You know, the 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 whole fight was from a Native scholar who went and got the money to bring back to help build this Native school, and then they took it, and then they made their their white school. And the same thing with Harvard. You know, these were like monies set aside for Native education, and then it was used elsewhere. Um, Mm-hmm. And and now they're like these establishments, which low key the same thing with Notre Dame. I I low key my senior year, somebody gave me this document uh, with like Notre Dame's uh, original history and like you know how like all the students there were supposed to be like the native students were supposed to be fully admitted. But yeah, Notre Dame was like a full white institution and a full male institution up until like the 1970s. Uh, so it's basically you know like how they've always they've been taking these monies. Um, from like native education and even native centered education where it's not necessarily like English forward yet, you know, like we give us our money to do our own thing in in our own space. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and and then how that gets twisted and whatever. Um, so all of that, and then the the discussion of like exclusion, uh, where you know we're excluded from these universities, um, and or even like museums, how they have so many of our artifacts and even bodily remains, uh, and how we are kept away from those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the, the play itself discussed so many things in such a beautiful way that my heart just kept like sinking and like, I was like crying. Uh, <laughs> and then I just like, you know, get back in, into like the play itself and get super inspired. Yet yeah. You just learn so much through the process of like this monodrama that the, this person is delivering, uh, this, this monologue, uh, and, and really just like being like, these are the realities of the world. These are some like actual experiences of mine. Uh, and this is still going on today and no, this is the history behind it. Uh, yeah. so it's not just like this cute little thing that you think like, no, it's, it's been bad. It still is kind of bad. Nay, not kind of, it still is bad. And there's like, what are we going to do about it? One of the main points that like was like scary, um, was that, uh, Madeline talked about how like with remains and whatnot, like it was like, oh yeah, at this museum, there's this many thousand, like 7,000 remains, 12,000 remains, whatever it is. And mm-hmm. I saw something the other day that was talking about uh, how Harvard still has like a couple thousand remains still too. And anyways, the point being made was that like all of, none of these remains are being shown. They're not showcased or whatever. They're just all stored in the back. So they they don't serve any purpose. They're just being stored yet they're being withheld from being returned back to their homelands and mm-hmm. one of the main points is that like well if we start returning these things then it becomes a slippery slope for everything else that was acquired so oh, you know for all sure. the other artifacts because it's like well if we're going to start giving bodily remains back then what about you know these physical uh like quote-unquote artistic things or mm-hmm. cultural artifacts it becomes such a slippery slope that they just don't even engage in it whatsoever. It's just like, yeah. actually we're giving nothing back. Cause if we start giving anything back, we're probably gonna have to give everything back. Yep. Um, and so, you know, when it comes to the example of like Wazoo, uh, Washington state university and like that information and, you know, in all these other institutions around, it's just like, dang man, like y'all just know that you have to continue to be wicked uh, mm-hmm. Even though it is wicked, because if not, then you're going to lose all the wickedness that you have that validates the wickedness that you perpetuate. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> a word, a slight word. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's that's all true. And it, the, fat, the sad thing is like America, it's just, it's all power stricken through money. And if it, if, if, if it affects anyone's coin, they're not going to make any sort of adjustment, even though it's ethical and morally right. So, um, so yeah, the fight continues. Laugh <laughs> cry. Exactly. It's a lot. Uh-huh. It's crazy. And I feel like that's the, that's the sad part is because even, you know, especially being on the East coast, it's like, people don't realize that we exist. You tell them you're native and it's just like, Oh, all right. Like they just, you know, they don't, they're just, they just feel as though okay that's a foreign thing you're probably just hippy dippy and it's like no i'm i actually am an original (laughs) you know and so and but that's the reason is because people confide information it's like black people you know we had a fight for that as well to get out into textbook and share our truth and natives we don't have we we haven't had as much of an opportunity to do that just i guess on a on the same scale as black people to where you know our histories are out there you know but it's but it's 
you have ignorant people because all of these moves that were made back then to just wipe us away. And it's very frustrating. And, you know, it's something we're still dealing with now, you know, we shouldn't still be fighting for representation, (laughs) you know, but we are. So, and that's, that's one of the reasons, you know, that's one of the things that contribute to that fight, you know? And so, so yeah, sounds like a really awesome play though, to, to be able to witness. Heck yeah. Um, where we belong uh, by uh, Madeline Sayet or Sayet, uh, super awesome. It's in Seattle until this weekend, so only three more days, October 9th. I'm not sure exactly where it's going next. Uh, however, you can go to where we belong. Dot. Now my internet wants to be slow. Really, girl? <laughs> uh, well, that's the if it system. Comes out, Just kidding. <laughs> right. That's the man trying to right. slow you down from your history. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not sure where it's going next. Uh, however, yeah, Google where we belong. Uh, you can see the trailer on YouTube uh, as well. Um, so, yeah. Uh, also, uh, random, again, super jarring. Uh, shout out slash congratulations to nicole mann uh being the first native woman to go into space uh they just launched uh yesterday um Mm. and so that's pretty cool um yeah that uh we have like our first indigenous person first native woman uh out in in space uh with the latest spacex mission uh so yeah, that was just on Wednesday. So yeah, yesterday, uh, she's a Marine Corps pilot and a NASA NASA astronaut, uh, and a member of the uh, Wailaki or uh, Wailaki tribe of the Round Valley Indian tribes. Hmm. So yeah, uh, pretty cool. cool. Very you know, cool. Uh, which my cousin, one of his daughters, his youngest daughter, actually, I went to space camp just this past summer. Uh, and so, you know, like a uh, young person from uh, the uh, Confederated Tribes of the Umatilla Indian Reservation uh, over in uh, present day Northeastern Oregon, you know, making this huge trip along with her father uh, to go to space camp, you know, and just like a young native kid. And then here a couple months later, uh, a native astronaut literally getting launched up into space uh, that's it, awesome you know it's one of those like cool moments where it's just like again it's it's a small hey try to try to space talk one small step for <laughs> <me>. <laughs> yeah really though you know uh and one giant leap for to token uh mm-hmm. all over yeah. yeah that's awesome so yeah <laughs> that was my random aside no uh, that's awesome just to think about that and you know what other little native kids res kids can can look up to you know it's yeah. awesome heck yeah uh anyways that's that's all uh rest is that something that you have on deck for this weekend do you do you have time that you oh. get to like check out and just like rest 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 no. So I actually, I'm being <laughs> no in a good way. Cause I won't want to okay. necessarily be resting. Um, 
I will be going to a family reunion. So speaking of oh. all of this, um, it's the first time in a long time. I haven't been to a family Is this reunion. This in Mepin? No, <laughs> it's in Gretna. <laughs> Come on, I love these names. <laughs> these country names, but yeah, Gretna, town, Gretna, Virginia. We're Come going for. On. I haven't been to a family reunion since I was like a kid, and when I did, it was like, okay, everyone's at the hotel. Well, we're in Connecticut, I think, is when the last one I was at. But that was when I was a kid. You don't retain information. You don't really. You meet people, but you don't meet people. <laughs> like yes. you know. Yes. And so now that I'm like old enough to really get a feel for who my family, the family I haven't met, the areas that my grandmother were raised in. It's, it's going to be fun. So I'll be there. I actually leave tomorrow, be there for the next three days. Um, no work, if anything, maybe just a few email responses, but, um, <laughs> which I yes. probably still shouldn't do, but. Right, so um, you're bringing your laptop. I'm yeah. bringing it. I'm going to actually utilize the feature of the kickback email. <laughs> yes. But um, yeah, so I'm going to go down to Gretna and my grandmother, she had, oh gosh, I'm blanking. I want to say she had eight brothers and sisters. No, might've been more than that. Lord, forgive me. I can't, I'm not thinking right now. Maybe it was eight sisters, 13 total. It was a lot. Hey, so, okay, um, okay. so that's where she was raised. Um, she's the youngest of all of her siblings. And so there's only two of them left, unfortunately, but all of them were raised starting in Gretna. And I think she was only in Gretna until she was 10 or 13. And she moved up to Connecticut with her sister. So most of, from what I've known has been Connecticut, but to really be down in Gretna is going to be um, interesting. And just really, I'm just really going to be full. Like I know my heart's going to be full to just be around, you know, my, my grandmother's side of the family. So, um, so yeah, yeah. so that's where I'm going to be this weekend. I'm doing a deep dive and me and my aunt, we're the only two that we've been, she's done it a lot more than I have, but we hopped on ancestry because obviously we're black and we don't get our access to our information. We have to find it, um, when it comes to our ancestry. So, um, she knows quite a bit. So I know she's going to be down there telling everybody, do you know who we're related to? <laughs> so Come that's going to be fun and we can put some more pieces together. Um, I'll never forget someone. I think they, they were, they must've been down there for another family reunion. My grand, they were, I guess, doing a tour or something and they were talking about, Oh, and so this is your family's land. And my grandmother was like, no, it's not. This is some white man's land. And they're like, <laughs> she just looked at her like yep, that's your great great granddaddy she was like oh and that was when she came to realize that you know colonization works their way into our bloodline mm-hmm. and so <laughs> yep. um, I, i'm anxious to kind of just see the 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 geograph you know the geographics of it all and you know what i mean i just want to soak in as much as i can because i'm a little bit of a history buff in that way Heck so yeah. it'll be fun hopefully um be there down there for the weekend which state is Gretna in? Virginia. So my oh, same Virginia. state. Oh, Virginia. Okay. Yeah, it's like three hours south of me. So it's from what it looks like, it's a really, really small town. So, okay. Um, which I'm not surprised. Yeah. Cause I see a, a Gretna, Nebraska, Florida, Louisiana. So I was like, which one is it? Nope. Gretna, okay. Virginia. They're in VA. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, my grand, my, and this is all on my father's side. So my grandmother is from Virginia and my grandfather, he's the one from Mebane, North Carolina. Okay. Really small country towns. Heck yeah. 
Wow. We're, down, we're not way down south, but we're down south enough. <laughs> just say, I'll just say that much. It's, it's different from Spokane, Washington. I could tell you that much. Oh, that's, so. that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it could be worse. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm I'm like, it's, yeah. <laughs> um, like over yeah. here is, is no comparison. Uh, wow. So, yeah. okay. so I won't necessarily be resting. I feel like, you know, not that I've done enough. But well, you know, this weekend I'm 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 excited. I'm just I really am excited. Yes, so, should be good. What about you? What are your weekend plans? Are you resting? Because your body, I know, definitely uh, has to need it before we jump into these shows. You're about to be, yeah, doing. the the absolute opposite of rest. It's actually more. So yes, uh, the show that I will be performing in, according to Coyote, will open next Monday. Uh, October 10th, which is technically only only four days away. Now that I look at the calendar and I see that it is the sixth, I'm like, oh my gosh. Uh, So yeah, Saturday and Sunday, I have tech rehearsals. And then Monday I have two shows. uh, And then I have uh, just some slight engagements during the week. And then another performance that following Sunday, the 16th, um, before some later dates. Anyways, uh, yeah, the opening of the show, the show that I've been uh, working on for the last few months uh, by myself learning the script. And then now within the last three and a half weeks is why I was over in Seattle rehearsing for that show. Uh, Yeah, it opened. So uh, I actually have not been sleeping. Well, that's that's a lie. I I slept really well the other day. I, I slept the other day uh yet uh my mind has been racing a lot lately uh just because of you know all the things coming up where yeah i I, again it is a one person show so i am the single solitary soul person uh, in front of uh soon to be audience uh and i'm carrying a show that covers uh, a bunch of different stories and even past the stories i'm embodying uh different characters uh, within the story so it's it's me responding to me responding to me responding to me uh so uh you know not to say that there's pressure yet at the exact same time it's just like ah uh, yeah. and then just just how we are as artists um you know wanting to be good in our craft uh and especially something that we've invested time and effort into uh, and so as I'm coming up to my first performances, I'm finding um, how these thoughts and uh, and just the things that I'm experiencing, how how they're kind of stacking up and, and kind of playing on my mental a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. And so doing what I can to stay encouraged because, uh, yeah, it's a lot. Uh, so, yeah, I. I didn't really sleep well last night and hopefully I can get some sleep here in the next coming days. Uh, Cause yeah, it, it's going to be crazy. Just looking at my, my rehearsal schedule. Uh, there's so many moving parts that are happening uh, that are out of my control. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's just like, I just have to brace myself and just like, you know, try to stay uh, as uh, strong and, and and whatnot in my own thing so that yeah. as all these other moving parts are swirling around me, it doesn't detract or distract from, uh, you know, me and, and the craft and, and what needs to be delivered or, you know, what can be delivered uh, in my performance. Uh, yeah, it, it actually low-key is kind of taking me out uh, 
I don't want to say it's taking me out. It's, it's showing itself to be a challenge. One thing that I will say though, that is of note is, um, going back to this time last year, uh, I was like really in a not good place. Uh, it was probably one of the lowest times in my mental health journey, uh, which, you know, again, started for me, um, showing itself in, in a negative way towards the end of 2017 and really ramped up in 2018, 2019. Um, and, you know, we've discussed things like that on the podcast. Of course, our premiere episode uh, <laughs> <laughs> that everyone's like, dang y'all. Uh, <laughs> yes, welcome to the show. Trust me, we laugh later. No, no, no. <laughs> and look at us now. Yeah, exactly. It's like 40 minutes on like pupusas and plantains. Uh, <laughs> um, rice. No, and, right, and white rice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I like that's white. Just kidding. No, let me take that out. We gotta we can take that out. But so uh, this time <laughs> this time last year, I remember um one of the things that you mentioned was um in in our our, our manifestations and and you know us our shaping our lives and whatnot, you know, being like, you know, I want to have my finances in order, I wanna have my my eating in order, I wanna have this in order, I wanna have that in order. Uh, and one of the things that you were talking about, you're like, well, for me, like, I want to make sure that like my mental health is in order, you know, and like, I don't keep that off the list that that is like a priority on the list. So that like, regardless of where I am with all of these other things, like if my mental health and my mental well-being, my spiritual well-being is in a good place, that's a win off top. Uh, and that's really like been ringing true in my body as of late, because you know, looking at where I am currently today, present, you know, and then, you know, the Facebook memories uh, mm -hmm. slide back to October 6, 2021. They're mm -hmm. completely different, Kelly. I hate those memories. <laughs> it's like, just stop. <laughs> right? Just stop. I try true. to cancel them. Just unsubscribe. Yes. <laughs> like, they just won't go away. <laughs> like, can I just turn this whole thing off? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, you know, in, in the figurative sense, yeah, I, you know, uh, yeah, zooming back or rewinding back the year. And, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm light years away from where I was last year. And my mental health uh, and, and spiritual health and well-being is just like far better and far improved. So even in this time where I am finding challenges and moments of self-doubt, um, kind of swirling about me and especially with like i said this major thing that's about to come out um because you know this is brand new territory for me you know live performance acting one person show you know this it's a lot uh where I, i'm i'm moving i'm i'm talking i'm singing i'm doing all of this it's it's a very vulnerable situation um as a performer or just as anybody you know being in front of people and doing all of these things uh and that has been the one thing that I've really found like great solace in is that thought of like, okay, just as it was mentioned, like all of these other things may have changed around yet, like really making sure that the center, me, my mental health, my, the, the inner being that, you know, carries all of this outer stuff out that it is in a good place. 
Uh, and, and it's been really great to take stock and note in the moment and being like, ah, oh, I'm so grateful to be in a better place and to be stronger and to have better tools around me or just methods of, even if it's not better tools, just like me employing these tools or, um, you know, utilizing the resources, whatever it may be, uh, to help through these challenging, uh, times or times that present themselves as challenges so uh because i mean overall like i'm doing great things are great so it's not like challenging struggle times yet at the exact same time within these times there are challenges that are being presented uh so yeah that's random yet um very much what is of the time now so yeah I mean, it's a lot. I think, but yeah, you're definitely grappling a lot and seeing that growth in a year is just amazing. And I like how you brought, cause I forgot we had that conversation of, okay, well, what yeah. do you want a year from now? And I think about Jennifer Lewis, there's this quote, well, she said it, but yeah, I guess it's technically a quote, but Jennifer Lewis said, she said, life will try to drive you crazy, but it's yours. You control that motherfucker. So I yes. think about that every time I'm feeling overwhelmed, it's like, just pause. You're in control. You know what I'm saying? You can design a life that you want to have. You know, you just have to readjust, reshift and re-strategize. You know what I'm saying? And yes. so, but that comes a part of just being completely in control of your mental health and your mm-hmm. mental well-being. And it's like when when I said that it was more so of, okay, I just want to be able to control my, I want to be in control of my happiness in a sense to where it's like, even though now, you know, even though I just recently brought up, yeah, I feel like my happiness is slipping a little bit. It's a win for me because I knew exactly what I needed and I know exactly what I need to do. Like, okay, I know I need to read this. Let me go ahead and read this and then act on it. So for me, that's a win. That's me having control, not sitting and sulking and not doing anything about it or, you know, venting to people and oversharing to people who really just could care less about hearing it. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? You know, because for me it's a win like that that sparks a little bit of my joy because now I know what to do to get to the outcome that I want you know and I think not enough people do that to where it's like okay you know you're there's a missing piece missing first of all you realized it that's great second of all you knew exactly what you needed to do that's a win now third just act on it you know what I'm saying so for me it's a win I'm not unhappy but I'm very grateful for the fact that I couldn't do that in the past to where I didn't know what I needed you know so I'm just gonna feel it and let it consume me you know and adjust to the rest of the world as opposed to doing what I need to do for myself so I think it goes both ways I think regardless it's like seeing you a year from year ago into until today it's like you knew what you you seen the issue you understood what the problem was you knew exactly what you needed and you fell into a lot of the things that you you know now you're doing new you you have new challenges you know you have to choose your heart that's just regardless Mm -hmm. in life you have to choose your heart there's good stress there's bad stress and even though what you're doing right now may be hard on you physically and sometimes mentally, you're seeing it as a challenge, but you wouldn't call it a challenge if you didn't plan on overcoming it. You know what I'm saying? You wouldn't call it yes. a challenge if you didn't plan on finding a way to navigate through it. You know, you would just call that a failure or you would give up or you wouldn't even try or you would be, you know, okay with mediocre. So you have to choose your heart and choose your challenges. And if you feel like you're going to get through those, that's a win because you're already plotting and planning to do that. You know, you're trying to find a way for it to work in your benefit. So it's been an awesome year. I mean, it's not New Year's Eve or anything, but just kind of after you brought it up, you know, just looking back and looking forward and us just having more control of us. I think that's, that's, that's an amazing feeling. So 
Um, so yeah, so cheers to this weekend and cheers to our next chapters that are, you know, we got a lot of chapters to go and, um, I feel they're only going to get a bit better from here, you know, so Heck yeah. knock on wood, but I mean, I'm not superstitious, but <laughs> I can confidently <laughs> we'll say that. that though, because we do have a lot more control of who we are and just knowing that we are in control, you know, nothing can go wrong if we, if we know how to make it right. So that's just how I see it. So. Yes. I hope everyone has a great weekend. <laughs> oh, on. And shout out for the uh, thank you for the Jennifer Lewis quote. I live. <laughs> That's I live like my her. mantra. Like, yeah. Whenever wait, what I was feel it one more time? I'm and I feel, I'm I'm gonna have to share it on my story again, but it's I'm pretty sure this is what it, it's life will try to drive you crazy, but it's yours. You control that motherfucker. Yeah. So I have to find, I have to find it. I, I feel like I'm paraphrasing the first part, but I'm pretty sure that's what she said. So either way, I'm going to reshare it. Um, but yeah, I'm, pre- I'm pretty, I'm positive. That's what it was. Come on. <laughs> I say it's my mantra and I can't quote it word for word. Maybe, I don't think I'm paraphrasing. I'm going to find it again, just to be sure. I feel like I'm questioning myself for no reason. I should have just said, yes, that's the quote. But um, yeah, no, you got yeah, that's, it. That's what it is. And the second half I know is, cor- is correct because that's the part I remember. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll reshare that. I love how she uh, delivers her wisdom because literally one of my favorite quotes in life actually comes from Jennifer Lewis. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it came from RuPaul's Drag Race, one of the all-star seasons where she was a judge. Um, And one of the people was like on stage, like being nervous, being like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe I'm here. Like, oh, oh, I can't believe I'm here. It's just such an honor to be here. Like, oh. And then Mm -hmm. anyways, she was like, leave that nervous shit at home. It's boring. (laughs) Uh, And I love that because it's so true. And like, it's like people don't, people they don't want to see nervous they want to see Mm -hmm. you be a star they want to see you own your shit and be confident you know that's that's the intriguing stuff and when you come out and you're like oh i don't know if i'm gonna do well like oh it's like that's boring like nobody wants to see nervous it's like i think that all the time and like i that's literally like with this performance i'm like i already know like to not show nerves or not you know i'm like leave that nervous shit at home it's boring you know Mm -hmm. people don't want to see that they want to see you like fully into your thing because even if even if you like flub and fail and mess up like that's Mm -hmm. still more exciting and more entertaining oh for sure like uh, it makes you human it makes you relatable like all of that you know and at the end of the day they came to see you for a reason it's because they can't do what you're doing so own it if you mess up own them like that's just the part that's a part of the own art that motherfucker yeah exactly you know if you fall go into a clie or like you know what i'm saying go in like you know figure yeah. it out make it look juicy like it's gonna be yeah. okay but but yeah I, I totally 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 agree just go for it and own every i think that's the thing people are scared of doing is just owning their shit sometimes mm-hmm. like it's okay to mess up it's okay to say you know you don't you don't feel it the greatest or it's okay to say you know i you know i messed up but i could do better like everybody looks up to that sort of thing so shoot i'm excited to see this play first and foremost you know, so, yes. you know i'm gonna be there in those seats one of these days yes but, uh, but I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll i'll give you the full execution of the jennifer lewis and you know yes. leaving the boring shit at home <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> leaving yes. the nervous shit at home because yeah yes, it's yes. boring well, uh, happy, happy travels to you. Wishing you the best with your family. That sounds so amazing. Thank you. Yes. I'm excited so, to uh, eat. Heck yeah. And uh, happy uh, pupusas, plantains, and white rice to the rest of y'all. We want to thank everybody for tuning in today. As always, it's a pleasure to be here with my crew, simply talking our Black Native talk like we do. There's a whole lot more for us to discuss, though, so stay locked in. We 
You can check out our episodes on quantumtheorypod.com and feel free to send in any topics, questions, or small business shoutouts to our socials and you might just hear us discuss it on air. Our IG handle is at quantumtheorypod and you can also find us on facebook.com backslash quantumtheory. So be kind to yourself out there, know that you're a boss, and drink plenty of water. Kotski yipi See you next time.